What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? So you can mark this as one of the things that I never thought that would, like, I don't know, even be talking about because it's super weird. Taco Bell's volcano menu is coming back. So it's coming back June 29th, and to celebrate their highly anticipated return, the fast food chain has teamed up with Paris Hilton, of all people, to launch the brand's first advice phone line. So, of course, Paris Hilton is known for her 2000s-era catchphrase, that's hot, and they will run the that's hot advice phone line for a limited time. Uh, They said in a statement, Taco Bell's volcanic menu isn't just iconic it's the epitome of hot and paris hilton said i'm loving being part of this y2k revival with my very own hotline and hope fans will take my advice to slive moss because she says or slive slive whatever it's like thriving and living i don't know something like that i don't know what um, some oh my God, sliving, what is it? Sliving, sliving, whatever. I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. Whatever two either. words so mixed you... together. But anyway. What um... is this about again? <laughs> <laughs> sliving hot? Taco, Taco Bell. Bell has hired Paris Hilton to come up okay. with a, a hotline. A yes. hotline. Thank you. That's what that's what so they're going to do. Can to I call that the hotline? Menu. Yes. Do I call, do I call the hotline? Hot. Yeah, it's 1-844. Yeah. That's hot, but there's no A. So it's <laughs> THTS hot. That's hot. One eight four four. That's hot. Yep, that is hot. I mean, if you're like in 1999, 2000, whatever. She I mean, was yeah, that in. was hot 20 I, years ago. I yeah. gotta say, honestly, like I haven't heard from Paris Hilton in so I long. I didn't realize that she was weird. so relevant. But hey, you know, speaking of hot, can I? I, I didn't really know what the Taco Bell vo- volcanic menu is because I can't go there. You know, because then I need extra underpants. But can I just put in a complaint about something that's a little too hot? Has anybody had the Chipotle red sauce? Yes. That's hot. too hot. That's no, too hot. Not. Yeah, girl. I mean, I'm Mexican, so there's that, but I don't think so. I mean, that is like sweating down the back of my head, past my ear, down my neck. No. Embarrassing hot. Like from the the taco tour hot? Nah, bro. You shouldn't nah. be bro, eating just, that stuff anyway, Cap. I know it's bad for me. I know it's bad for me. It creates explosions. Speaking of volcanoes. By the way, sliving is... Volcanic explosions. It's slaying and thriving. That's what it is. Oh, really? I didn't know there was something called slaying and thriving. Sliving? Yeah, it's Paris Hilton's like thing. That's what she always says. Maybe it should be sliving. That's what I said. It's like sliving, sliving. That's lame. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> so not hot. That's not hot. That's so not hot. <laughs> but like, isn't it so weird? Like, how random is this that they came up with a an advice hotline in Paris Hilton? Like, what is this? What I don't know. Two thousand. Weird, weird Sweet marketing sauce. idea. It's not that Chipotle red sauce because that stuff is hot. Von Dutch is going to make a comeback with her too. Okay. Von Dutch. Von Dutch. <laughs> Great documentary oh, really? about Von Dutch. I'm very sure dumb. there is. It's very weird. It is actually. All right. That what is what the other you need one. To know. Affliction. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Von Dutch. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so, Cappy, wh- yeah. why are you not into KD jumping into a Twitter spaces? I guess I just feel like if I were as rich and as famous <laughs> and as accomplished, I just feel like I'd have a lot more going on in my life than worrying about what Lindsay describes or a bunch okay. of 15-year-old children who are who are you know having a conversation about who are the top five players at a particular position in the NBA. If I were him, I'd be like, what do I care what these little kids think? So let me let me jump in here and tell you why I think that again, if you were, and here's the difference: Kevin Durant is not you. Kevin Durant is 20 years younger than you. So Kevin Durant, okay, if you think about it, was I don't know, 17, 18 years old. When Twitter was created, um, probably like 11 when Facebook was created, 10 or 11 when Facebook was created or whatever, even younger than that when MySpace was created. He's basically the oldest like player in the league of note or sports personality that literally grew up on the Internet for the most part. So the oldest guy. Well, right. That age, 34, is like. They don't really remember very much about life before the internet, right? Because the internet, particularly social media, was already popular by the time Kevin Durant was, you know, nine or 10 years old, right? So Kevin Durant, by the time he got into the league, Twitter was already a thing. So, yeah, like, I, 
like he's grown up in the internet age for the most part. Look, also, I just I just think it's lame, dude. I just think that when you right, but what I'm saying is what a 53 or four year old thinks is lame is different than what a 34 year old right, thinks which, is lame. And, and by the way, you're a thousand percent right on, meaning that what I think is lame, he may not. Like Lindsay said it before, she's like, I knew you would say that. Yeah, because that's the way I see the world. Like, I would have so many better things to do with my time if I were in his situation in life that I wouldn't be playing with this. By the way, I'd love to give up Twitter. I would love to give up Twitter. I really would. Um, I don't, I think I'm addicted, so I probably don't think I can do it. But if I didn't need it, I would love to not have to use it. Like, does Kevin Durant need it? No, I need it. Let me play the other clip because maybe this will give you an idea just as like what he was doing. It was kind of, it was a Q and A. All right. So then compared to before you tore your Achilles, lost a step, what you mean? Like you, you guys, you, you don't get to the rim. Lower you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't get to the rim. Wait, stop, stop, Katie. Do you think that you get to the rim less than you did before you got hurt? I feel like I can do what I want. I can move around, maneuver, and, and make the plays that I want to make. I, 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 that's a politician answer, but okay, if no, that's I'm the case, telling, like uh, I'm not, I'm not dunking or getting to the rim as much. Yeah, there's a lot of players in the rim. There's a lot of people in the paint, or just the schemes the teams are, are throwing out. Some teams may help a little bit more some teams may play a little bit zone but i don't feel like i've lost a step and i feel like i could play a lot of minutes and do it still be versatile i'll tell you what Lindsay. i don't really hear these guys being like so totally disrespectful to him i mean that was the nice part um oh. but i mean they right were going, i mean you're, you're they're going you're back and forth him. with them and they were yeah. totally just like ripping them and Again, like he's just trying to like they they blew an opportunity to have a really cool conversation with KD just about basketball, and they were just being jerks. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I I guess I'll I'll go with what you said, George. Give give the guy credit, you know. Like to me, I think it's a big waste of his time. But for him, credit to him. He's in there. He's having a good time. He's mixing it up. He's if allowing these guys to give him the business. If you know, you're one of those guys in that Twitter space, yeah, you can forever say, I was in the KD is not top five Twitter space that he jumped in. Like, that's kind of a fun, that's going to be like a fun moment if you're a sports fan. You tell your kids about that. I don't know about that. I would. But I mean, but <laughs> but it, it's just a fun, weird, little, silly notch on your internet belt. Just feel like, gosh, man, I got to have better things to do with my time than, than worry about what people are saying about me on Twitter. I mean, you're, when you're that famous and people it, are talking about you all the time. I actually think it's hilarious that someone said to him, yo, KD, there's this KD not top five uh, Twitter space. He's like, oh, let me go mess with these dudes. See what's what they got to say. Right. Oh, hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. I'm, not, I'm not top five. I'll battle anybody. I don't care if they're 15-year-old kids that have never played a game of basketball and know only only what they play on video games. I, I will not but, have them but, calling me less than top five. I will straighten this out myself. No, I don't think it's I don't that. Think it I think it's like, well, yeah. let, oh, yeah, I don't think it's that serious. Oh, like, yeah, at all. Oh, I, I think it's just him saying like, oh, let's go bleep around in there. Let's see what's what's up. <laughs> you know, Cap is because he has so much time is that he can do that. And mm. it's it's a funny thing instead of being super personal. How come KD isn't on vacation with LeBron and Draymond? He was know. on vacation. Whoever before. else? How come he, ain't he with was LeBron? on vacation before? Yeah, he got I think back. He went to like Bora Bora or something like that. Really? He wasn't mm-hmm. hanging out with LeBron with everybody else. Who knows? We don't. I mean, we don't know. They're well, I mean, would he be on social media? Of course it would. You'd be all over social media. That's how we know how all this other stuff is happening. I disagree. He was in France last year. Oh. During oh. his whole like wanting to get traded from the Brooklyn Nets thing. Wait. Happened. Update. Update. Breaking news. Funch just came in and said that KD is in the Bahamas with Devin Booker. Oh. Okay. How about that? That's what he's doing. All right. Got to be on vacation with my new teammate. I mean, let, yeah. let him live, you know? Hey, live But he was free, in France know? last year. Him and Jimmy Butler were in France last oh, year. Oh, they were. I, I, I didn't keep up with their travels from last summer. Well, I remember that because it was like posted on social media. Like, oh, they're in, they're in France at the same time. Are they hooking up and talking about Kevin Durant? Because remember, at that time, the list was the Heat and the Suns. Mm-hmm. So that was like the whole scuttlebutt. Oh, is he going in there because he's talking to Jimmy Butler? I just want to say I think it's cool that um, a lot of these guys are kind of like expanding their their vacation destinations to going to like, oh, I'm going to go to, to France and Nova Scotia or whatever the heck 
you know, they're going. Instead really? of just going Nova to the Scotia? Bahamas every time. What do you do there? What do you do in Nova Scotia? I'm just like making up places, but they're oh, going Nova all over Scotia the place. Nova Scotia does not sound like a fun vacation Okay, okay place, maybe I, I meant to say a different place. In Nova Scotia. <laughs> I don't know. Some people like the cold weather. The Maldives. Weather. There you go. Yeah, the Maldives. The Maldives are beautiful now. Places that are like like France. I feel like that's, that's you know, a newer thing. Viva la France. I guess what I'm trying to say to you guys is this. You know, on Sunday, when my phone alerted me to my my screen time this week, you know, mm-hmm. I saw that I was down 15% on screen time. That's a big win for a guy like me to be down any percent, let alone 15. That's that's serious numbers right there being down 15%. So what I found was is that I was away. I was out in the desert. I was trying to calm down. I was trying to to, you know, like lighten the load on my mind, et cetera, et cetera. And so my screen time was down 15%. I, I take great pride in that. I would think KD should chill out. He don't have to be on Twitter all the time answering all these fools. Take okay, it from Okay, well, me. he likes to do it. I know he does. I think it's hilarious. And I also think that, if again, if you're one of those people, that's like a cool little notch on your belt. Yo, man, I was in there with KD. When KD and I went back and forth about basketball, he called my takes trash. How about that? They're all like, yo, we were able to get KD. How about Sedano and Cap? Sedano and Cap want to get KD on their radio show. He ain't talking to them on no radio. He yeah. talks to me on Twitter Spaces. Right. I'm sure exactly. he started a Twitter Spaces and named it something along those lines. He might jump in and talk to you, Cap. Right. KD won't talk to me on the radio. <laughs> 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 and tag then, him and then all, do that? And all I do is just complain about how KD went No, you can't the tag him. These people didn't tag him. He just went in there. Somebody told him and he went in there. Make it happen, Cappy. There yeah. it is, Cappy. KD yeah. won't come on my radio show. <laughs> 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 now, the question is if he came on and be like, well, what radio show am I not coming on? Which yeah. radio show would you say? I tell him, I say, hey, listen. You got to come on the Insider Outsider Show, man. You got to come on with my partner, George Sedano. You familiar with George Sedano? Mr. ESPN, you know, turtleneck NBA guy. You know who I'm talking about? Probably say no is my guess. Come on, really? Maybe. I don't think KD's like into the media like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Apparently not. I don't get that he, sense of it. He's into social media. Right. He wants to talk to regular people. I guess so. Well, we're regular people. Yeah. Uh, Mailman. Matt says he disagrees that if Duran is 34, he grew up, uh, the sentiment that he grew up without the, knowing the internet age, I'm 35, fully remember my pre-MySpace social media internet being part of my life, which to my, well, I also said, though, at 19 years old, he was drafted into the NBA where all of that was going on. Like, it was all at his disposal, constantly. It's been at his disposal for over 15 years while he's been a professional. Like, he's never known the professional lifestyle without the internet. That's true. I mean, I get what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. A younger guy who grew up on this, it's not out of the ordinary for him to go in and do what he's doing. Me, if I were in his shoes, you would not. I would not. Well, be well doing Rachel that. would crush you, though, first of all. Oh, she'd, she'd be, be like, all over Scott, me. what are you doing? Yeah, she'd be like, why are you doing that? I'm like, I don't know. What I just want to let people know that I'm a top five guy. I can't have these, these 15 year old little punks who, who only know basketball from NBA 2K. You know, I can't have these little punks thinking that I'm a, I'm a number six guy. I'm a top five guy. I'm going to go in there and set them kids straight. All right, coming up next, let's get back to the Dodgers. Are the kids enough? Do they got enough kids? Can the kids be consistent enough? Are they relying too much on Kershaw? We'll get to all that coming up next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. Thank you, Morales. Everyone says that around here. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just jump the bandwagon with that. Mm -hmm. So usually I do a rejoin about a song that reminds me of something I did or something like that. But this one, it's not nobody's birthday that I know of. But I wanted to give a shout out to an Army veteran from Compton who celebrated his 107th birthday this weekend with the Neighborhood Block Party. So he was part, obviously, he was a veteran. His name is Joe Harris. He was also part of the Buffalo Soldiers, it says here. And he was one of the first African-American paratrooper units in the U.S. Army. So happy birthday to Joe Harris from Compton. Happy 107, birthday. y'all. That's and crazy. thank you for your service, of yes, course. Yes, sir. Dude, I don't care if the guy was in the military or not in the military. You're a human being who makes it to 107 years old. Yeah. Celebrate that dude. Seriously, yeah. that's crazy. I don't know if I want to be 107, to be honest, but that's wild. Depends. What, how, what kind of shape's he in? I mean, he looks good. Yeah. People say that he's like the you know the watcher of his neighborhood. Really? Does he drive? Mm -hmm. I don't know, Cappy. I didn't read that far into the story. Okay. But well, I mean, these are important factors. You I know can I mean? definitely fact check that. I mean, because then you, you got to make a decision. Do I want to live to 107? What kind of quality of life do I have? You know? True, mm, but... Happy mm -hmm. birthday to this gentleman. Yeah, I just wanted to make a nice, you know, happy birthday and cap um ask there you a thousand go. questions. Yeah, Debbie uh, yeah Cap always has a thousand questions. One hundred and seven. <laughs> well, I mean, Lauren should... said she doesn't know if she wants to live to one hundred and seven. I'm like, I, I do. I want to live forever, but I mean, you know, do I want to live like you know where I can't, I can't, uh, you know, feed myself, you know? Right. Well, that's or took wipe a turn. your tukus. Okay. Right. Right. I mean, you know, think about that. Mm -hmm. Definitely took a turn. <clears throat> I blame yeah. you, Laura. I'm not happy taking birthday. blame on this one. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, sir. <laughs> Come yes, on, I'm blaming you. you. I'm blaming Appreciate you, Queen. That. Yeah. All right. Uh, real quick with the Dodgers. Before we get to Kershaw, Willie Dills. So, Lindsay, tell me about Willie Dills. What's his problem right now? Is he not an all-star? His all -star? problem is that nickname. God, it's horrible. So, um, they Wait, it's actually, he doesn't have a nickname. I think Will Smith, because he's just like plain old Will Smith, and it's not even that Will Smith. Is uh, is an issue for him? I think I with this all star you, voting, and I actually think you were on to a very smart concept. Yeah, I, I'm going to give you credit, but by the same token, I'm going to tell you where the mistake was made. In my where? opinion, yeah, I agree with you. Will Smith needs kind of a cool nickname. He's sort of a, a guy who's under the radar nationally, even though he's great. Yes, even though he's having a monster season, right? But I think, George, that your idea is the right idea. I just think the nickname's no good. Okay. Okay? Now, I think what Will Smith needs is a nickname that is a play on Will Smith, the actor. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I was actually going through this earlier today. I put right. my notes And by the way, for people that don't know Willie Dills is because his middle name is actually Dills. Right. So if, if you don't know this story, I mean, let me just tell you, that last year we asked Will Smith to come on the show. We asked the Dodgers to bring him on because we wanted to have a marketing brainstorming session on how to get him more publicity. Mm -hmm. And you came up with this nickname, Willie Dills. Right, because Will is too, like, whatever, and it's Will Smith. His middle name is actually Dills. And we were like, well, Willie Dills, that, that sounds, that, maybe that'll work. And right. he, he like shut it, it. down like in a nice way immediately. He had no playfulness whatsoever with right. that But not rudeness. We no. should state that. No, he yeah. wasn't like Kyle Kuzma when he told you you've never played basketball, therefore you should have no opinion on free throws. Okay? Um, he was very sweet to us. He was like, guys, that nickname sucks. I hate it, but I'm, I'm going to go with it just because I want to be a nice guy. I was thinking, though, you're right. He needs a nickname. Why don't we try and find a nickname based on something that people know is associated with Will Smith, the actor, so that you're taking advantage of the name? Everybody knows, hey, it's Will Smith. He's the catcher of the Dodgers, but Will Smith is an actor. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you a couple of examples. For example, mm -hmm. you ready? Yeah. Now batting the Fresh Prince, Will Smith. I would think that that was Will Smith, the actor. Yeah, I would. No, I don't think he could be the Fresh Prince. Kind of taken already. Yeah. Now batting, the bad boy. It's a play on words. You know the movies, bad boys. Now batting, the bad boy, but Will Smith. Is he a bad boy? No, he's, he's not, not bad. Really. He's, yeah, he's actually bad. not bad. Meaning bad, but clean. bad meaning good. Yeah. How about this? Mm -hmm. You ready? Now mm -hmm. batting, the leader of the Men in Blue, 
Because that's a play on Men in Black. See what I'm saying mm-hmm. here? Yeah, I like that one better. Maybe okay. the leader of the Men in Blue. That's the leader of the Men in Blue nickname. though is is uh, is also long. Okay, all right. That's well, a I'm long nickname. How about how yeah. about if you Kathy. you say I'm just coming up with concepts here, Laura? Okay, I'll give you one more. No, it's like look, I want to be on your side. People okay. tell me all the time that I'm always on Sedano's side, which mm-hmm. not always true, but mm-hmm. right. Bruh, but right. bruh, but Seriously, we're like, sucks, what the man. hell are all these? Okay, yeah. I'm gonna give you another one. Okay, you ready? Here goes here goes another one. You ready? Oh wait. Okay. Under baseball reference. Yeah. Now, I don't know where they got this from. Um, it says here, while his name is Will Dills, okay? Mm-hmm. Nicknames, it has two. It has Fresh Prince. Hey, now. Or Smitty. Okay, Smitty, now Smitty. Smitty's like what they call everyone with the last yeah. name right. Smith, right? That's right. I've yeah. heard both, actually. Now, the Fresh Prince, now, I, I, I did present the Fresh Prince. Yeah. But here, I, I did not think I did not think that was a good one. Um, but apparently, don't. somebody already calls him that. So let me the bobblehead. I'm I'm curious as to who calls him that though. There's a bobblehead that says um, that when he they oh. had his bobblehead. Yeah, I, I have a really? picture of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, a little late, Cappy. A little late. Okay. All right. So so it's not my idea, but but it's well, out then there. Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. also out too. Can I throw Can I throw one more at you guys? How about yeah. this one? Well, clearly it didn't stick though. Right. How about this one? Now batting the genie. Will Smith. Oh, stop. No, come on. The no. genie from Aladdin? No. Really? No. No. Genie? No. Come up with no. concepts here. Anybody else got any bright ideas? No. Will have a personality, you know what? bruh. He should just go with Smitty. It's a very baseball thing. Just give him Smitty. That's fine. They used to call him the Fresh Prince because he used it as his walk-up song. Mm. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah but it never anymore. stuck, apparently. Mm-mm. Should go back. No. <laughs> You want him to go I back? Know, I, know. I think he moved on from it for a reason too. Yeah, he probably did. I mean, yeah. this is the best, you know, the best year of his career, right? He's been incredible the last couple of years. Yeah. So, to your point from earlier, he is one of the finalists for the MLB All Star starters, and he is battling with Atlanta catcher Sean Murphy. So they basically have identical stats right mm-hmm. now. So. Will Smith is hitting 291 with 12 homers and an OPS of 924. And Murphy was hitting 290 with 12 homers and an OPS of 918. So Will Smith is just a little higher. And I feel like, you know, Dodgers fans need to like step it up and go vote for him. That's how you feel, huh? Yeah. Can't, let's campaign well, for him. Well, he's great. Let's go, Dodger fan. Yeah. Let's go. Campaign for Willie Dills. You have till Thursday, 9 a.m. Thursday. That's when the, the voting ends. Go mm-hmm. vote. Dodgers.com. What are you yeah. going to do about this? I mean, as now as, as the campaign manager, baseball. Vote for Willie Dills. I kind of like the name. You, you like do. Willie Dills, do you? Yeah, I think it's fine. He screwed that up. That was his move. Yeah, he didn't like it. He didn't like, like it. it. Yeah, yeah. He didn't? He was just like, nah, nah. I mean, if we go back and get the audio, it's not. Oh, it's t- he was not into it at all. It's totally uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's train wreck kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, it was great, though. Yeah, it no, was, don't get me wrong. But... We loved it. The, the fact that it was uncomfortable was pleasurable for us. But he was like, what's wrong with you guys? I mean, so much is wrong with all of us. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. That. that is true. I mean, we're also not the people who named him Willie Will Dill. I mean, his middle name is Dills? I think it's Dill. It right? is Dill. Yeah. Is it Dill? It's singular, like a Dill pickle? Not like multiple Dills? <laughs> Dills. D-I-L-L-S. Yeah. Oh, not with a Z. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like it's kind of like the Fresh Prince. It didn't stick. Well, I'm going to ask the Dodgers if he can come back on. Okay. We can tell try him, and sell him on it again. Tell him we want to sell him on the genie. Yep. No, no, no. no, no. That's <laughs> the worst one of all of them. The bad boy. Mm. No. He's the man in blue. No. He, he's the Fresh Prince. No. He's like the guy a- who slapped Chris Rock. So, you know, you're getting too close to the yeah. other Will Smith. No, 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 no. You'll never stop talking about that, will you, Cappy? Well, well until, until Chris Rock accepts the apology from Will Smith, my favorite Will Smith is the guy who's the catcher, not the guy who's the, the fresh prince of the two Will Smiths that I know. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I know you do, George. Um, Thank you. Should they be overusing Clayton Kershaw, though, like to get to like some real Dodger conversation? Real Dodgers talk. What do you mean overusing him? Well, over maybe not overusing him is the word I meant. I meant is over relying on him. Like he's been their stopper basically when right, things what, go south. But what do you want him to do? Well, what I'm saying is they remember last year 
And in previous years, they've decided, and maybe they still could do this. It's still early. Just be like, and I know he's been dinged up a little this year too already, but they've just given him some breaks in the in the preset in the proceedings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to keep him as fresh as possible. Yeah. Okay. Now I got what you're saying. So my answer would be no, um, no, because the one constant this Dodger starting pitching staff has had so far this year is Clayton Kershaw. Can we agree on that? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, really, you started this season, you didn't have Walker Bueller. You knew that. You knew that Urias is a guy who's, you know, playing for a contract right now and hasn't been happy with the organization. Um, Kershaw, while not the ace that he once was, is still the leader of your, your pitching staff. Mm-hmm. And Dustin May hasn't worked out. We talked about Gonsolin and how he's been, you know, kind of taking a step backwards. Uh, and you've had to bring up these young kids. So I, I don't really know that you've got that much choice. You've got to ride Kershaw as much as you can right now. I get it, but I, I just always worry for him because I think that, especially now at 35, he's just not as – I mean, he's clearly not very durable. He hasn't been durable for years. But I, this team is going to need him down the stretch. So I, I get what you're saying, um, and I, I don't disagree because I don't think there's any choice, but I do worry about the potential of perhaps down the stretch him not being available as much as you'd need. I think your concern is probably the same as Andrew Friedman's and Dave Roberts and Clayton Kershaw's himself. It's right, and I don't think they would ever the say time. that pu- publicly, but I think that privately they have to wonder, right. Eh, right, but are we be- using him too many? Are we wasting some bullets here when we're going to need it later? You know what I mean? I mean? It's, it's the same way the Lakers think about LeBron. Or Anthony Davis, when guys are older or injury prone, you know, how important. Listen, George, remember during the season when the Lakers went to play Houston and it was the second half of a back to back game and Anthony Davis didn't play and they lost that game to lowly Houston and we all came on the air the next day going, what are they doing? They had their plan. You know, we didn't like it because the results sucked, but they had their plan. Right. Because they're concerned about the guy. I feel like the Dodgers have the same concern about Kershaw. I think. Yeah, I think so, too. But he's been on fire, dude. He's been great. He's been great. I just worry if there's enough bullets for later, is all I'm saying. All right, coming up next, Cappy, uh, big deal or no deal? Not award-winning like Radio Tinder, but as Laura said, it could be. Yeah, she said that the other day. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. All right, so a British recruitment agency said that it had to pull a listing for a dog nanny because there were way too many applicants. Well, here's the job posting. It said that the chosen caretaker would be responsible for feeding, exercising, and training the dogs, as well as coordinating and overseeing all vet appointments, vaccinations, and checkups. The job would also require the nanny to accompany the dogs during domestic and international travel, ensuring their comfort and safety. The pay... $127,000 per year. Again, this is just to be the dog nanny. A dog nanny. Yep. Okay. Two little French bulldogs. The posting went viral on TikTok, and applications rose from 300 to over 3,000 in a span of a couple of days. Is this whole story a big deal or no deal, George? I mean, it's a big deal. It's a lot of money for a dog nanny. And if, uh, what part of the country is it in again? It's in London, of course. Hmm. Um, it's good work if you can get it, man. I mean, although London's an expensive city, I guess. Sign me up, people. I'm out. I would do it in a heartbeat. If I got that job, I would, I'd be over there already. That'd be amazing. So you like the notion of being a full-time, double Frenchie nanny, feeds them, walks them, exercises them, takes them to all their appointments and so on. And that's your full-time job. Yeah. Somebody's willing to pay somebody $127,000 yeah. to be a dog nanny. Yeah. Now, w- what is that in euros? I'm curious. Hold on. Oh, no, they do the pound over there, actually. Yeah, they don't do euros. That is but a good it's gig. more, I would imagine. It is a pretty good gig, though. One hundred twenty-seven grand. I mean, if yeah, you I'm love the dogs. 
I mean, that's definitely more than I'm making now. <laughs> you and me both, sister. <laughs> Sign me up to that. Okay? Hold on, hold on. Like, 127,000. You know? Oh, crap. Hold on. Hundred and let me do this real quick. One hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollars convert the I, British pound. It's only ninety-nine thousand nine hundred six uh, pounds, though, in uh, in Great Britain. Just to, just so you know, it's under hundred. That might actually help you out tax-wise over there. Who knows? So. You know, I was reading an article in the LA Times this weekend. They were saying that you should not choose a college. Yeah. based on the prestige of the name of the school you yeah. should choose your college based on the major and they actually went through like if you went to stanford and you majored in this or if you went to cal state fullerton and you majored in this you make more money coming out of school if you went to cal state fullerton based on your major let me tell you something people should be majoring in dog sitting because it's clearly a very high paying job yeah. i'm not joking around um do you know how many uh japanese yen that would be cappy $127,000 turns yeah. into how many Japanese yen? Yeah. Uh, 254,000 yen. No, 18,202,057 yen. That was my second guess. That's so hard to do that conversion. Like, it, Well, I, my, my iPhone does it for me. So oh, how, yeah. is there like a special app for that? Yeah, there's a currency app. Oh, I didn't even know that. Wait, where's the I mean, currency I know there's app? a special one, but... It, yeah, in euros, it would be $116,420.14. Are you telling me that there's a currency app as in like there's already on my phone there's a currency app? No, you can oh, download it. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Oh. Well, add yeah. it to the things to do, Happy. I mean, you could add it. Yeah. I mean, if you're going international... No. It's free. Right. Well, I wanted to know because it's another, uh, you know, yeah. well, it's, it'll go next to Netflix and Disney Plus and Peacock and every other subscription that I have yeah. that I need yeah. to cancel so I can start over. Yeah. Although in Canada, it's $167,007.92. It goes a little further there, you know. I need Same this in job. Australia, 190000 there. I need this job, guys. Let's make it happen. Campaign All right. Whatever. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Screw campaigning for Willie Dills to make the All-Star team. Can't, let's campaign for Laura. Or me. I mean, I would even split $127,000. No, you couldn't nanny. live in London uh, for splitting that. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, yeah, just to be a no. dog nanny, I feel like you could get a whole other job with that. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like if you're rich people, though. they're going to expect you to be around those yeah. dogs a lot. Yeah. You're going to be an au pair for the dogs. Like, right. Yeah, that is an au pair. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. 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 All I know is my uh, friend, she turned nine this past weekend. Nine oh, years old. Did you yep. have a little birthday wow. party for him? And you know what the vet told us? He's in perfect health other than... He has yeah. some infection in his mouth, and I'm like, well, maybe that's why his breath smells like you know what. And he's like, yeah, that's exactly why his breath smells like that. Do you brush so yeah. his teeth and all that? And like I never little... touch his teeth. Oh, never. you got oh, yeah, to get his teeth that, pulled. I don't do that. Pulled. Yeah, I don't do he's that. He's probably gonna like get like five yeah. teeth pulled now because it's well, you know, like the just like humans, your teeth, you know, your heart and your teeth are very much connected in their health. You know, well, I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, you brush. I mean, Frenchies are extra, but. Honestly, like if you you seem to have a really good relationship with your dog, just sit him down, brush the teeth, and then oh, you it's can too late him, now. I mean, I know, girl, but he can at least start somewhere. No, There's know, special the, treats you can give them. Yeah, treats. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah. Or you can just go to the vet and get their teeth cleaned. That's, well, that's what's happening professionally. I guess, I guess that's what's happening now. Wait till they yeah. call you and they're like, uh, "We just want you know to that's know. not. Hold on, hold on. You know that's not cheap, right? No, it's no, not. but you know, but you know, I've got like. Doggy health insurance, right? But yeah, but that only is, covers so much, mm -hmm, I presume. Mm -hmm, it does. My, mine covers like I think it's eighty percent. But so I had the same thing happen with my first dog, Sam, and he had the cutest underbite ever. It was adorable. Aww. So I, I take him to get his teeth professionally cleaned when he was like seven or eight. You know, the first time I ever got him done professionally, and they call me and they're like, uh, "He's still under, but before before we finish, we just want to let you know he's got infections in like four teeth, and we're gonna have to pull them." And I was like. Okay, whatever. So I get there and, you know, the bill, I didn't have dog insurance. It was like 1100 bucks or something crazy. Oh, man. And I was so sad because it was cute little underbite teeth and they had to pull them. And I was so sad. But yeah, be prepared because they're probably going to have to pull some of his teeth out. And then was he toothless? Jack. He was toothless in the front. He went from having a cute underbite to like nothing. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, it kind of sucked. Yeah. Don't they have like fake dog teeth? <laughs> no girls. No. I don't think dog. they have that. Yeah, yeah. So? I don't think they have that yet. By the way, uh, speaking of uh, injuries or whatnot, Laura has told us that uh, the kid from LSU, Malazzo, has a fractured shin. So, dude, the way he landed on it, it must have like just snapped his shin. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, you could just tell that's where he grabbed. So I was wondering if maybe it was like, you know, he grabbed his shin, but I thought maybe like a knee thing, you know, like a patella or something. Yeah. But yeah, bad. It was like All right, Connor what's next, McGregor? 
All right, so LeBron is knocking down his recently purchased $37 million Beverly Hills home to build from the ground up. He reportedly is set to build a new house on the property with recently acquired permits. So, you know, obviously it's the first year of his new two-year contract with the Lakers, but he's not going anywhere anytime soon. But people Mm -hmm. on social media were like up in arms about this because they were just kind of ripping him for buying this house just to demo, which is you know, he's never lived in it or anything. He bought it just because he wanted to build his dream house. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do you guys think it's a big deal? No deal? Cappy? I, I don't. Thoughts. So, um, look, to me, first, I'll start off with this. Anybody who's on social media ripping LeBron because of a real estate transaction, oh, must be nice, LeBron, to buy a $37 million house, tear it down to the ground, and then build another house for $35 million and be $70 million. Must be so nice to be so rich, King. Yeah, that's right. That It is. It's actually really wonderful. Being this rich is really fantastic. Yeah, it'll, it affords me the opportunity to buy a house on a piece of property that's worth a lot of money and tear this thing down because it's a piece of crap and build something up. And guess what? I'm going to sell it for $100 million to somebody someday. All right? So all these people, everybody's got to be a critic of everything at all times. I'm, not, I'm, I'm fine with LeBron doing what he's doing. It's a real estate transaction. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. He bought the land. I mean, whatever. And do you know how hard it is? I, you know, I bet you Jacob could attest to this because he lives in that area. But I would imagine that pulling the permits and getting the stuff to tear that house down and rebuild it has to be a ridiculous, ridiculous it's process. Years. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was I can't Catherine even imagine. Hepburn's old house. Right. But right. But less about that, but more about um, just how challenging it is to build anything. Well, I also think anyone who's ripping him, it's like, do you realize like he's built entire schools? He's built colleges and set up. I know, but nobody, know. people on the Internet don't care about that stuff. I know. I know. Buddy, I mean, yeah, it's like, hey, I got to tell everybody. I mean, I'm with you. I it, am, it, it's you know? incredible. Like the fact he did build a school for kids that wouldn't get that kind of education. There's no question about that. That's an incredible, um, you know, feather in his cap. Um, and the people, the kids that go to that school will forever be indebted to him as they're going to get opportunities to go to college because they're getting a great education, et cetera, et cetera. But the average troll on the Internet is not is, is in it for the dopamine that it gives him to rip LeBron or rip whoever that they're ripping on that particular day. Yeah, nobody nobody nice would rip Bill Gates. Nobody nobody would rip Elon Musk if he bought a $37 million house, tore it to the ground, and built another house, and then wound, wound up selling the entire thing for $100 million because that's what it was for. It was a real estate investment. But boy, LeBron does it. Oh, it's polarizing. <laughs> so lame. People need to get a life. I know, people, really. Can I get another, oh, it's polarizing? Ah, it's so polarizing. Hey, no, that, was, that, that, that was actually funnier, but the, oh. the first one was funny, too, but that one was funny, too. It was different. But LeBron, I, real estate transactions. Oh, my God, it's so polarizing. Well, he said he's building his dream house there. All right, yeah. good for him. Yeah. All right, are we done? I mean, I have one more, but we could save it for tomorrow. Yeah, let's save it for tomorrow. All right, let's coming up that. next, Cappy, before dealer's choice, mm-hmm. uh, the NFL coaches' rankings are out, and your boy Tom Brady has weighed in on his, quote-unquote, management style with the Raiders. Okay. So we'll get to all that. Something <laughs> <laughs> with the man in the mirror. They got to look in the mirror and say you're gutless. gutless. Oh, God. Gutless has become like the word of this entire radio station. It is. I love it. I have a random question for you guys. Don't make it gutless. I mean, it might be. I don't know, depending on what you think of it. But Mm. do you guys remember where exactly you were when you found out when Michael passed? Uh, I don't remember exactly where I was, but I do remember immediately running to a television. Yes, I can remember. Let me tell you something. And again, not to make this the morbid part of the show. I know. I wasn't trying. But I do remember exactly where I was when Kobe passed. I remember when Kobe passed away. I was doing, I, I, my phone just went off constantly and it was just a nonstop barrage of texts and alerts and all that. And I was leaving Commander Palace into the hotel that we were staying at and I immediately ran to the TV and I was just texting people like, I don't know if this is real. I don't know what's happening. I'm following this as much as you do. Like people were texting me like I would know. And mm. we were doing a game that night 
And we didn't even know if the game was going to happen. How about that? That's It was legit a question of whether we will play basketball that night. I was driving to Miami because the Super Bowl festivities were getting set to get started. And this was on a Sunday. And I, I believe it was a Sunday. And we were going down there to get set up um, for, for Monday. And on the way down there, phones started going crazy with, hey, this is happening. I was like, wow. Never would have thought that. Laura, by the way, Michael Jackson, I want to say mm-hmm. that that exact same day, because didn't Farrah Fawcett also die on the same day Michael Jackson did? Does that sound familiar I to believe, anybody? I believe yeah. so. I was in my broadcasting class. It was like, I remember it was like the biggest news. You know, that's why I remember, because I was taking that class as a joke to boost my GPA. Mm-hmm. So I just remember that. Remember. And she I died the this. night before. She did? Yes. Oh, because I remember... Um, we talked about earlier today. I was like, you know, today, June 26th, weird day. I feel like I know this date, and it turns out this is the day I would, this would be my wedding anniversary if I was still mm-hmm. a married guy. Um, but we were having like our 10 year vow renewal the same day that all this Michael Jackson stuff was going crazy. It's crazy. I know. I know. Why are you guys, you guys are getting me into a whole no, thing today I'm, about I'm like my ex and my anniversary and you all this stuff. Yeah, again. you brought the ex thing. You were the one that brought that up, both actually. Times. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I Laura, tell me how you really feel. No, look, down, I feel you know? there's certain people mm-hmm. that we look up to. Like for me, Kobe, I know exactly where I was. I, I know that day, like yeah. the back of my hand, right? So there's certain people that no matter, Aaliyah's one of them. Like I will forever remember where, and I was young. Selena is another one for me. So I feel like there's certain people that will trigger your memory to that moment. So I just mm. want to know. All right. Well, there you go. I remember that with Kurt Cobain. Oh, uh, Kurt Cobain's a big one, yeah, uh, I would really say. Sad. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember exactly where I was when the OJ chase was happening. Okay. And I, I remember exactly where I was when the verdict was happening. Okay. I got that when, too. Yeah. When the choice, when the, the chase was happening, mm-hmm. I remember I had, I, I, so at that time, my job in high school was to teach karate. And I remember I taught, uh, the NBA finals were on that night, obviously. Mm-hmm. It was the, the Knicks series. And I remember going to Burger King after work mm. and coming home to my parents' house at, you know, 16 or 17 years old. And, eating my Burger King and watching this. Like, I, 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 my, my, my dad and my mom and I were all watching, because they were, my dad was watching the NBA Finals and then obviously it was the split screen, you know what I'm saying? So, and then we just, I think we may have just switched to like a regular channel just to see it. And I was screaming like, no, I want to see the finals too. <laughs> so, but I remember because I was eating a Whopper. No, I like, I oh, specifically yeah, nice. remember what I was eating even. Whopper with cheese? And then here's the, the fascinating part. When the verdict came, Mm-hmm. I was in a McDonald's drive-thru and then pulled out <laughs> and parked in the McDonald's to hear what wow. the verdict was. I swear to That's God. That's crazy. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah, I know. I can see exactly where I was at the same time. I want to say it was 19, what, 94-ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, watching that game, I was in a small apartment in Pittsburgh. I had a girlfriend, and we had this apartment, and there were two other couples, and they lived in the same apartment with us, and all this stuff was going down. And I remember my father calling me and he's like, yeah, dude, he goes, the word on the street is, is that maybe OJ's covering for his kid, that maybe his kid did this. And, and you know, OJ's just taking the blame for him. And my dad's like, I'm just letting you know right now, you ever do something like this, I'm not taking the heat. You know, I'm just letting <laughs> you know that. <laughs> he, yeah. was, he was kind of defining the roles right there. Yeah, there's certain memories like that, George. You know exactly where you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, but the Michael mom. Jackson one, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to remember, like, I don't think I actually remember um, oh, I where right I was where exactly I'm when I, it were. I, yeah. I know exactly where I am. I know who really? I'm with. I remember when he passed away. Yeah, I remember hearing the announcement on the radio. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I, I I remember the day, and I remember running to the TV when I heard the the news. Uh, I think I probably saw it on Twitter first, to be honest with you, because uh, you know, 2009, I was already on Twitter. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's. Yeah. It, and I, but I, I don't, I don't remember that one that well. But I remember Kobe perfectly, um, like it was yesterday. Yeah, and I remember the OJ, both the chase and the and the verdict, like yeah. it was yesterday. Do you remember those. when we would have to fact check? Because I think that's how we found out about it, Sedano. To be honest, about mm-hmm. Michael, but we were like, "Is it true? Oh my god, we need to get to a TV. We need to get to a, a like a credible source, right. Right? right?" And now it's like you go to where? You go to Twitter to immediately, see if, immediately yeah. to see if that's where yeah. it's at.
Yeah. Um, Cappy, real quick before we do dealer's choice, and then mm. Slee's there, I heard. Um, yeah. I'm going to save my dealer's choices for tomorrow. I like these two dealer's choices, and I don't want to rush them. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to rush them. Um, so, real quick, Sean McVay, coaches' rankings, NFL coaches' rankings. So, you know, this time of year, everybody does coaches' rankings, right? So, I guess um, Fan Nation, which is the Sports Illustrated blog, did their own NFL head coaches rankings. Where do you think our guy Sean McVay ranks right now? I'd say he's probably like considered top 10-ish. Yes. You know? Where do you think more specific? Like probably in the 8, 9, 10 range. Seven. Yes, seven. Right, so the right guys there. they have ahead of him, John Harbaugh of the Ravens, Mike Tomlin of the Steelers, Kyle Shanahan of the Niners, Sean Payton of the Broncos, Bill Belichick, and Andy Reid. Do you have any issues with any of those guys ahead yeah, of him? Yeah, I mean, I do. First and foremost, I have, a, I have an issue with Sean Payton. You are not a Sean Payton guy. Yes. No, it's not that I'm not a Sean Payton guy. It's just that, first of all, you've been out of coaching for a couple of years. Okay? So to have a job... Many, right? Just one, no? I think it's probably been two years plus. Um, we can go back and take a quick check. But all I'm saying is, Sean Payton won a Super Bowl in 2010 or 11. So there's this fascination with Sean Payton. Don't forget, Sean Payton had Drew Brees in the peak of his career when he was putting up his Hall of Fame numbers. Bill Belichick had Tom Brady, same thing. He was a great coach. Since Brady's left, they haven't been good. So I don't know how great he's going to be because when I look at a guy like Mike McCarthy who had Aaron Rodgers, he was a great coach. Since then, he hasn't had Aaron Rodgers. He's not a great coach anymore. So I'm not so sure about Sean Payton yet. Okay. So other than him, that's it. You're good, though. So I mean, you're I saying Sean other, should be a, at six. I think the other guys that you said, who are the, I mean, Belichick you can't argue with regardless. It's a career thing. Reed yeah. is the best Andy coach Reed. in football today. You yeah, Tomlin. Tomlin, is, he's, it's longevity, and it's, it's... John Harbaugh. Again, I'll go with longevity there. I mean, when, you, mm -hmm. when you've had that kind of a run... I mean, Kyle Shanahan is probably not... I mean, he's had the, his number in a lot of cases, so there's that. But he doesn't you know. have a Super Bowl, and... He and, doesn't. And, right. you know, McVay does. Yeah. Yeah. But the head-to-head. -head, no? Yeah. But so, so look, I, I, I would say Sean McVay, based on that list, yeah, at, at the very least should be sixth. I could probably argue that he might yeah. even belong ahead yeah. of Shanahan. Yeah. So, you know, this week, Cappy... Um, I'm having lunch with the host of the year. I don't know if you know that. I did not know that. Yeah, Alan Sliwa, who's coming up next after us, who I believe may be there. Um, What's up, boys? Slee texted me. I'm good, buddy. How are you? Um, Slee texted me yesterday. We had a lunch schedule. We had it on the books, in the calendar, Cappy, in the calendar. Calendly? And then Slee's like, Slee sends me this really nice text message yesterday about like, hey, man, you know, is there any chance we can move it to Wednesday? And I was just like, yeah, of course, no big deal. We're good. And he, like, Slee, I just appreciate the type of like person you are because most people would just be like, yo, can we do this on Wednesday? You were like really nice about it. Like I, and it's, it's unnecessary because yo, can we move it to Wednesday would have been fine. But I do appreciate your kindness about things. Well, like here's that. the thing. Let's just say hypothetically, you had already planned something on Wednesday, right? right? So right. it's just kind of, kind of checking in, seeing if that was uh, still an option. Cap, but, they got... But what I, yeah, go ahead. What I would say is this, is that when you do it, it feels genuine. When Cappy does it, I feel like Cappy's angling for something else. I mean, like I'll tell you guys right now, I, I had a lunch scheduled on Wednesday. <laughs> I literally had a lunch scheduled on Wednesday, but I decided I'm going to come up to the studio on Tuesday and Wednesday. So I yeah. sent this guy this message, and I'm like the, the most apologetic person in advance. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm really sorry. I know we have a scheduled lunch, but I'm just checking on your flexibility. Would you happen to be available on Thursday? And then the guy gets back. He goes, actually, I'm not. But how about July 7th, same time? I'm like, okay, I look into my calendar. Now, on probably July 6th, I'll call him again and be like, yo, man, can we move this? Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. going to keep on moving. But You're I'm right. like, a, kicking I'm that a, can there. Right. Yep. I'm yeah, just a pre-apology guy. Yeah. Yeah, but it feels because again, it feels like you're gonna you're that guy. You're either gonna move it again or you're gonna angle for something. With Slee, I feel like it's completely just uh, you know, it's just Slee is a nice person and he wants to make sure that he under you understand that you could be inconvenienced, but you know, do what you need to do. And I feel like it's genuine from Slee. Whereas with you, mm. actually, I'll tell you, the guy that I was supposed to have lunch mm. with, I am, I am angling for something. There's no question. You are about angling. It. You're What's always angling. Well, What's the angle, Cap? What do you got going it's, on? It's a waste yep. of time, George. I mean, you and you and Alan sound like you guys are about to have a nice social lunch. 
Yeah. Okay. And that sounds nice. It's social. It's professional. It's camaraderie. Yeah. It's nice. That's very nice. In this instance, this is a business meeting, and I hope my man brings his checkbook. Mm. Oh, there it is. Um, yeah. Well, Alan and I will have lunch. We'll probably talk about you know the Lakers rookies. You know, there'll be some Laker talk in there for sure. I don't mm. think there's any question in that uh, lunch. And then yeah, just a little check in. Like, hey man, how's it going, host of the year? You know, little cap uh, El Cholo. So some good Mexican like food, it. too. I like it. Yeah. I do. I like yeah. it. It's where, it's where we have a nice lunch right around the corner. It's very good. Yeah. So, um, Slee, where were you? Um, OJ's verdict and OJ's chase. I don't even know how old you were, but do you remember where you were in any of those instances? I was at my cousin's house um, in good old El Cajon. And I, was, I think I was like 10, 11, something like that. And we're actually watching. Yeah, we're, we're watching Knicks and Rockets. Rockets. Yeah. And it just decided to go from this is the full screen because it's the NBA Finals to let's put them in the left corner in a small little window because we got the chase going on. So I remember being there and kind of no idea what the hell was going on and glued to the TV like everybody else. Yeah, crazy stuff. What about the verdict? Were you around? Because we got like people tweeting us. Like our buddy Robert Wilkins here says, when the OJ verdict was read, I was in the yard at John Burroughs Middle School here in L.A. We were at lunch or recess, and everyone came out running out of the classroom screaming, not guilty. So same thing in school, and I remember that they had back in the day, they'd wheel over that big old TV. They'd just wheel it down, and that was the only time. Whatever we used the TV for at times. They, they put it on. We watched the entire verdict in class and sat there in class watching it all go down. Dude, I was yeah. by myself. I was all by myself watching the verdict uh, in my apartment. I was living in Fort Lauderdale at the time. And, um, and when the verdict was read, I, I looked outside like as if things were going to happen on the streets, like as if people were going to leave their apartments and leave their homes and either cheer or fight or whatever. But like, I thought that there was going to be some reaction and it was like, okay, everybody's moving on with their life. Okay. It's over. Cause I mean, that thing played out. Back oh yeah. Then. I oh mean, yeah. I listened to it every day on the radio. Every day I listened to the whole trial on the radio. Cause what? Wow. Wow. Yeah, that goes to that. show your age, too, Cappy, that you were listening to the radio back then and the trial. Well, I was I watching mean, it on TV. Like I know. So, else. yeah, but I like when I would get my car, <laughs> when I would get my car, I, I'd want to hear more. Yeah, no, but I get you. I'm just we have smartphones. You. you know yeah. what I mean? Hey, we're screwing up Sliwa's clock already. We've screwed up our clock enough today. OK, we can't screw <laughs> up Sliwa's all your now. fault today, George. All your fault. Yeah, you're the one that came back. Not me, pal. Yeah, uh, I blame Slee, you. Have an excellent show. Uh, I will see you later this week, buddy. And um have a good one. Who do you have on so we can promote real quick? Anybody? BT, no? Brad Turner, the LA Times will come on at 7.30. Excellent. All right, Slee, have a great show. Thank All you right, guys. Great Appreciate job, it. Cappy. Great job, Lindsay and Laura. We'll talk to you mañana. Slee is up next.